Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. Jesus was saying, invest in the kingdom because your heart will follow your investments. Your interest will follow your investments. What you invest in is where your heart is going to go. In the scripture, 1234, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Reaching up high with arms open see you're changing our lives so we can be our hands and feet what do you find yourself investing in are you overly concerned with money health or food in today's message pastor ed describes how worrying about such things reveals much about the state of our souls if we are concerned with anything other than jesus and his kingdom we must repent and redirect our focus towards him Our hearts will follow whatever we invest in. So it is wise to begin investing in God. He will sustain and care for us as we place our trust in Him. Now here's Pastor Ed with part two of today's message entitled, Don't Worry. The Christian is to go counter-culture counter culture rehearse how do you live worry free well don't be caught up in what the world's caught up remember God's purpose for your life it's not living for things it's living for God it's fulfilling your God given mission your God given purpose to glorify him and to be an ambassador for him to represent him in this world Rehearse God's providential care of your life. You tend to worry because you forget that God takes care of you. In Luke 12, 24, consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn. Yet God feeds them. How much more valuable you are than birds. Now, Jesus is arguing from the lower to the greater. From the lesser to the greater. He's saying birds are part of God's creation. And these birds, well, they were sort of scavengers, but yet God takes care of them. How much better are you than the birds of the air? So if God takes care of them, he's going to take care of you. Trust God's planning for your life. Remember the campaign? His plans, our future. God has a plan for your life. Trust God's provision. Trust God's promises. Trust the Lord. In Psalm 84, 11, it says, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. David testified, I've been young and now I'm old, and yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken nor his descendants begging bread. God says, trust me. Now, sometimes God is training you, and so he wants you to live day by day depending on him. We don't like that. 
We want to set up our security ourselves. We want to know everything is taken care of. We figured it out with our minds. We figured it out intellectually. But God is saying, leave tomorrow in my hands. Now, I'm not talking about being negligent. I'm not talking about not using common sense and planning wisely. But don't become overly concerned and overly burdened and occupying all your mind and your thoughts with those things. Be practical, but don't be foolish. Unbelief will always give birth to worry. If you are worrying, it's because you're not trusting. If you're trusting, you won't be anxious about tomorrow. So the scripture clearly teaches us that we should remember God's providence. He's taken care of us in the past. He takes care of the birds of the air. Then recall the folly, the foolishness of being anxious over your life. Jesus says it this way. Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? We are, as a culture, obsessed with adding hours to our lives. Just go to Barnes & Noble, just go to Borders, look at all the health magazines for men and women, for men under 50, for men over 50, (laughs) you know, for women. uh, All of this stuff you, you read and it has... You know, here's how you got to take care of yourself. And I'm not saying again that we shouldn't use wisdom and we shouldn't be wise and good stewards of this physical body that God has given us. But we're obsessed as a culture. And you can't sit down and begin worrying about tomorrow. And that's not going to lengthen your life. It just won't do it. One man said, no, it's helped me so much because everything I've worried about, nothing's ever happened of it. Well, you know, uh, we need to be careful that as we think about tomorrow, that we recognize that we're not to be anxious over life. You know, Americans are really hypochondriacs. 41% of us have admitted that When they read about a new illness, they start noticing the same symptoms in themselves and worry that they may have that disease. That was in American demographics. (laughs) What you need to do is, if you begin worrying, you know you're doing something wrong immediately, it's unbelief, and you know you're not enough focused on heaven. You need to focus more on heaven. If you're focused so much on this world, the very nature of focusing on this world is it will produce worries. It it just comes with it. The Bible says, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. We need to be more heavenly minded and less materially minded. Jesus tells us, think biblically, That's what we ought to be doing, thinking biblically. And we do that by remembering his providential care over our lives. We do that by recognizing, listen, I I can't change anything by worry. It's not going to help me. I'll just trust in the Lord. 
we do that by knowing that life consists of more than just food and clothing and what we have and what we own. It's really about a relationship with him. Then we have to do something else. Invest in kingdom priorities. Invest in kingdom priorities. But seek his kingdom and these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. What does it mean to seek his kingdom? Well, to recognize that we're ambassadors of God. We represent him. We are his representatives here. We are to reflect his righteousness. We are to demonstrate and show that the God we serve is the God of heaven and earth and spread the good news of the gospel, advance his kingdom. We are to live under his reign. There ought to be something different about us from those around us. You ought to be able to look at a pagan and look at a Christian and see the difference very clearly. It ought to be a marked difference how you spend your money, how you spend your time, how you live your life, as opposed to how the world who doesn't know God lives their life. Can somebody look at your life and say, boy, there's a difference, and I know they're a believer, a follower in Christ. Invest yourself in the kingdom. If you put money into, let's say, Starbucks, you buy stock in Starbucks, you're going to be very concerned. You're going to be going there quite frequently, buying more lattes and more mochas, trying to make sure their stock goes up. <laughs> you're going to want to see how they do it, right? And you go in that store and you're going to critique that store some. Well, I think they need to change this. I'm glad they raised their prices some, whatever. But... <laughs> Now, you don't feel that way if you don't have stock in there. <laughs> but in reality, if you invest in the kingdom, you're going to think, you know, I'm so glad this building is going up because people are going to come to Christ. Lives are going to be changed. The gospel is going to get out. I'm so glad I gave to that missionary. Let me pray for that missionary because I invested in missions. I've invested in getting the gospel out. How's that orphanage doing that we built in Zambia or those churches that we built or those missionaries that we're supporting? Jesus was saying, invest in the kingdom because your heart will follow your investments. Your interest will follow your investments. What you invest in is where your heart is going to go. In the scripture 1234, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What does that mean? Well, if my treasure is in this world and the stock market dips, I'm not saying don't have investments, but if your treasure's in this world and the stock market dips, your heart dips with it. If your investments are in real estate, you're a little better then, but if your investments are in real estate, you're going to be watching all of the real estate and be real concerned. Oh boy, when are we going to come out of this downturn? When are the investments going to go up? If your investments are in this present world, 
and your heart is in this present world, it's gonna go up and down with the changing winds of times. But if your investment is in heaven, you know that whether Dow Jones goes up or down, it doesn't impact that. And you're excited about that. You know that no thief is gonna come and break through and steal it. You know that, well, you know how you know? If you live anxiety-free and worry-free, your focus is in heaven. You know, God, I'm building up there. I'm investing there. God, thank you that another soul was saved at Faith Assembly. God, thank you that the school is growing and more children are hearing about the gospel of Jesus Christ. God, thank you for what's happened in the youth group and what's happened in the youth ministry because your investments are in people and in the kingdom. And so Jesus said, invest, invest there. In Romans 14, 17, it reads, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, no matter what TV says, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Invest in the kingdom priorities. And then lastly, develop a giving lifestyle. Now, some of you can take your hands off your ears now. I'll say that again. Develop a giving lifestyle learn to give Greta was telling me about telling me about a friend of hers a missionary friend and this person before they went on the mission field they lived very careful and wise lives they invested in the kingdom and when they would get raises they would see how they would use that raise for the kingdom of God and she shared that one time this family had bought a new car and some missionaries have come back from overseas and they were here on furlough for a couple of years and they lent this couple their brand new car and they drove themselves the older car. And so for two years, this missionary couple traveled all around the country and you know missionaries when they come to itinerate are always driving. They put a lot of miles on that car in those two years. Are your possessions God's or are they yours? How do you see what you have? Is something that you own? Or do you see it as a stewardship from God? That's what Jesus is telling us. We have to at times divest ourselves. Give up things. Look at the scripture text. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide for yourselves that which will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted, where no thief comes near and no moths destroys. How do I apply that to a 21st century believer? Look, sell your possessions and give to the poor. Doesn't mean at the end of the service there's gonna be a sale in the parking lot where all of you are selling your cars. <laughs> it's not, they don't mean that. But it does mean this, I believe. 
that you don't hold graspingly onto things. It doesn't mean that immediately this week you go and list your real estate, you know, and sell your home. It doesn't mean that. But are you willing to maybe, if God speaks to you, say, you know, I'm going to use my house for God. I'm going to invite a missionary over, a pastor over. No, no. <laughs> but I'm seriously, you're going to use your house for God. Well, honey, we were going to put on this addition here, but I heard about a need in missions. Let's hold off on the addition and let's give some of the money that we would have used for that addition to missions. Let's build a church overseas. Or let's help in the building program in this or that way. Instead of getting a large screen television and paying for it next year, we'll wait one more year and pay for it the following year. And we'll give to missions. Or we'll give to someone in need, a person that we know of that needs something. This, that's the idea. Do the things of this world hold on to you like a vice and won't let you go? Do you hold on to the things of this life with such a grip that you can't let it go? That's why it's so hard sometimes for people to face death. Because they've invested so much in this world and nothing in the world there so that heaven's not real to them and earth is so real to them. Because it's materialism that they've been caught up in, not in investing treasures in heaven. If our hearts were really focused on the treasures of heaven, we would worry far less. The problem is we're always trying to make ourselves secure in this world. We want to trust in ourselves. We want to plan for ourselves. We want to prepare for ourselves. We want to do it ourselves. And God says, in this world, you can't. You can't find security. It's found in God. Now, you ought to be wise and you ought to plan. But don't be consumed by it. Don't overdo it. Think about all of those homes that were destroyed during Katrina and other hurricanes and then the fires and the floods. So many people lost homes and lost valuable things and the insurance companies paid for so very little of it. And they lost what they felt was their world. Is that our world? Is this our world? Or is it over there? Jesus helps us to look at where to invest. Someone said we must live more simply that others may simply live. John Wesley, one of the great personages of church history, was not a person who would exaggerate or overstate things. He said, I never worry. Now if anybody had something to worry about, John Wesley did. I mean, John Wesley married a woman that was much bigger than him. And she took advantage of that situation. <laughs> John Wesley was ridiculed and ripped apart by the newspapers again and again and again. 
and by the clergy of his time, ridiculing his methods of evangelism, preaching outdoors and, and, and revival that characterized his ministry. John Wesley wanted to die a man that didn't have much in this world. And so every time he got money, he would give it away. And he lived a life focused on the kingdom of God. He died in his 90s. And I believe John Wesley's statement was true. He said, I never worry. The more you live for God, the less you will worry. If you find yourself anxious, worried, and concerned, well, check your spiritual pulse. Are you really trusting him? Are you really investing in his kingdom? Are you really being spiritually minded? So you have to divest, you have to give things what, what could you give away in your home? What could you give away in your closet? What could you give away in your garage? What can you get rid of just to bless somebody? Now, not only divest, but invest. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out. A treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted. As you think about living, how much of your time is given to God, to his church? How much of your talents are given? How much of your treasure is given to God? All of those things. God, I want to give. I want to serve. We've turned Christianity around and we've taken the culture and we've inoculated the church with what the culture says Christianity is. And from behind pulpits, on television and radio and in congregations, pastors are preaching. It's all about getting. No. It's not what you get. It's what you give in life that makes the difference in eternity. Amen. Someone has said, our hearts can tell us if we are anxious, and our pocketbook can tell us if we are generous. Both tell us if we are trusting God. Our hearts, our pocketbook, they're telling us something about ourselves. Are we trusting God? It's all going to be over with the curtain will come down on life and only what's done for Christ will last we're here not to heap up things for ourselves and build bigger and larger barns and to have more toys and gadgets to play with we're here to represent God as his ambassadors. We're here to live as citizens of heaven. And if we live that way, our lives will be markedly different. Our desires, our dreams, our hopes, our aspirations will be marked by spiritual things, not merely by earthly things that soon will pass away 
in a moment, in a second, it's all going to be gone. Well, that's all the time we have for today's edition of Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. There's more to come from Pastor Ed's teaching through the Gospel of Luke. We encourage you to download today's message again to review. Simply log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and select today's date from the Building in Faith media player. Again, that's buildinginfaithradio.com. Maybe today's message brought a family member or friend to mind. You can share today's message via Facebook and Twitter by simply logging on to buildinginfaithradio.com and clicking on today's date. There, you'll find all the options to share. Now, we'd like to invite you to join us at Faith Assembly for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. For driving directions and more information, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and follow the link to Faith Assembly. Or feel free to give us a call at 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. You've been listening to Building in Faith with Dr. Ed Jones. We invite you to join Pastor Ed as he continues teaching through the Word of God right here on Building in Faith. Your